welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. Hey, welcome back. Um, how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing very well, thank you, Neil. And I hope you Great. are too. Yeah, no, all good today. All good. We're still in in the last uh, remnants of summer here. I'm I'm actually wearing shorts underneath this uh, um, this uh, rather nice shirt. So it's, I'm going to go for a walk after this. How are you? How are things there? Well, I won't be going for a walk afterwards because it's already dark here in Vienna, of course. <laughs> and and I I know the camera doesn't show it, but I haven't got shorts on. I'm I'm actually wearing a pair of trousers, uh, long Thank trousers goodness here. Goodness, the camera doesn't show it, Jeremy. Thank no, goodness. No, I know. <laughs> um, uh, what are we going to be talking about today, Jeremy? Well, today we're going to talk about motivation letters. Okay, and um, I guess uh, they're important for whom exactly? Well, any university that demands a motivation letter, uh, clearly the, the student needs to give this matter a, a good deal of thought and time because it does form an important part of the application process. In fact, in, uh, in some cases, it might even be the, the game changer, the, the part of your application that gets you over the line and wins you that place at university. Fantastic. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, so what is a motivation letter? Well, the motivation letter is a very important part of your application. Um, it forms part of the holistic approach to admissions at many universities, and it's something that you need to give a, a good deal of time and thought to. Right, and who requires one of these things? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, a lot of universities require students to submit a piece of writing. Uh, for example, in the United States, uh, it will typically be a college essay or college essays. In the UK, it will be a personal statement. In the Netherlands, it will be a motivation letter and in many other places as well. Um, so the actual thought behind this piece of writing is, is similar, even though it might have a different name. But a motivation right, so letter will, will be required by a lot of universities around the world in some form or other. But in this podcast, we're going to zoom in specifically into the uh, form that's required mainly for Dutch and other uh, universities. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, we will, of course, be doing a podcast uh, later on on college essays, USA, uh, British personal statements. But for the Indeed. moment, we're just going to focus on the motivation letter. Right. But about 80% of the content would be transferable. A lot of it is. Um, students often ask me, can I just write the same motivation letter and send it to all four Dutch universities, for example. Um, in a conversation I had recently with one of the admissions tutors at a Dutch university, she told me that very often they just get a, a motivation letter that's clearly been sent out to the other three, and the student has neglected to change the name of the university at the top. Right. And of course, that okay. doesn't go down too well. No. Okay. So we know who needs them. How do you go about writing a motivation letter? Well, I think that if you're a student who's going to write a motivation letter, you should get back to the basics. No matter what piece of writing you're doing, you have to be aware of purpose, audience, content, and register. Now, okay, can we just drill into those uh, one yeah. by one, please, Jeremy? 
Um, Absolutely. Maybe maybe um, some of the uh, the people we're talking today to um, you know may not be familiar with those. So purpose. What does that mean? Um, the purpose really means like why are you writing? Why are you doing this? And I think in the case of motivation letter. You, you are trying to persuade the university admissions tutor to take you, to offer you a place on the course. Right. And audience? Audience is very, very important. When you're writing something, you always need to have in your head a picture of the person who's going to be reading it because you have to write for that person, to that person. Uh, <laughs> and for motivation letters, of course, the audience will be a university admission tutor or tutors. And what kind of person then are you writing to what you know in detail what what would you be thinking of if you if you have that picture in your head jeremy uh of that person what kind of person would you have i think it's it's usually a person who is going to be reading a lot of motivation letters and he or she will be looking for the standout motivation letter something which really addresses the task of writing a motivation letter because they'll be looking for certain things. They'll be looking to get a, a feeling, a picture of the student who's writing it. And their task really, of course, is to assess whether this student would be a good fit um, to study the particular subject for which he or she is applying. Okay. And next? Content. Well, content, of course, you can't escape content. We're going to go into that in a little bit more detail in a moment. Um, the content, of course, you, you really need to plan the content part carefully and you need to make sure that you are ticking all the boxes. As I say, we, we will go into that shortly. In, in more okay, time. and register? What is register? Register, yeah, this is a term that people are, are not necessarily familiar with. Register means the appropriate level of language. Now, okay. if, if, if you're a student, you sort of instinctively know that the sort of words and phrases and the style of speech that you use with your friends in school is that maybe a little bit different from the way you speak to perhaps your parents or your teachers. So you have to use the appropriate register. Now, some students feel that they have to swallow a thesaurus and use, use huge, long, difficult words. Actually, you don't. You just have to write normal, standard, easily comprehensible English. That's really right. all that's required. Okay. Uh, but make sure that you're not using slang terms or or uh, emojis, I guess. <laughs> Definitely not emojis and, and avoid slang as well. Just write normal okay. stand, standard English. That will be quite sufficient. All right. So now we've established the parameters. Let's drill into what the student should do next. Where should they start? Well, I think the student really needs to start brainstorming ideas about the content. You know, what right. is he or she actually going to write in this motivation letter? Now, the, there are certain areas which you definitely need to cover. First of all, you need to be able to write about the course. Um, right. Then you need, you need to write about the university itself. You need to say something about the country in which the university is located because um, the university admissions tutors will be curious to know why you want to leave your home country and go and live and study in their country. And finally, and possibly most important of all, you, the student. It's right. really all about you. You have to talk about yourself. And can we drill into those one by one again? Uh, uh, the course, when you say write about the course, what do you mean? Well, 
I would suggest that what you need to do as a student when you're planning is to go onto the website and actually have a look at the content of the course. I mean, you obviously know what the course title is, but you need to dig in and have a look at what units you study, year one, year two, etc. And then I would suggest that you pick out one or two of those units and talk about them in a little bit more detail about how excited you are. You've already done some work on this or unit and you are eager to explore this unit in greater depth. And this is one of the reasons why you've chosen that particular university. Now, right. if your, if your, uh, your motivation letter is going to be read by an academic tutor, he or she will be happy with this because they really like to teach students who show an interest and a passion for the subject, because after all, they have an interest and passion in teaching the subject. And they would like to work with young people who share this passion. And by doing this, you actually indicate that you have an interest and a passion and you really want to dig deeper into the subject. From my perspective, that's a real top tip, isn't it? I mean, it is, we're looking yes. at, uh, you know, really, really talking about one or two areas uh, in, in detail uh, really demonstrates that you've, you've uh, taken the time to really consider the course really carefully and effectively. Um, the university, what do you mean here? Uh, perhaps uh, just before I move on to the university, uh, another mm. comment about the course. Sure. A, lot of, a lot of students struggle uh, to start writing a motivation letter. And if you are one of those, I would say starting to write about the course is probably an easy way to sort of get yourself into the flow. And right. you'd be surprised how many students don't actually talk about the course in their motivation letter. After all, this is what you're applying for, the course. So you do need to address this. Yeah, um, I, would, I would guess the majority don't talk about the course, really. Quite a lot, certainly. Um, but to, to move on to the university, yeah. um, the people, people working at the university are usually quite proud to actually be associated with that institution. And they would like to hear people write nice things about their university. Why the student chose that university over all the other potential universities that they could have applied to. And so you, again, you need to go back on the website and have a look at the university. Um, you can obviously have a look at the academic offering, but you also need to talk about why you chose that particular university in that particular city. It may be you have a particular reason to go to that city because it's big, because it's small, because it's a campus university. There are lots of reasons why students select a university and you need to talk about this. Right. And the country for the similar reasons or? Yeah, certainly similar reasons, um, but there's probably uh, other reasons why people go to a particular country. It may be because they can already speak the language of that country. It could be that they'd actually like to learn about that country and right. its culture. Um, and maybe it's a prestigious university and they would like to go there. Perhaps they like a small university or a large university. You can talk about the size of the university. And so there's actually quite a lot you can say about the university itself. Right. And the, the country, you, you sort of mix those two together there. But are they, yeah. are they connected? Yes, very much so. I think um, 
you, you obviously want to go to a country where the, the lifestyle um, appears to suit your requirements. Um, I mentioned learning a new language, which is always a good idea. And then maybe, maybe it's something as basic as the climate. You just like to go to a country with similar climates to the one you're used to, or perhaps the place where you're living is too hot or too cold, and you'd rather go to the other extreme. Oh. Clearly, it's, it's a very personal decision here. Um, the culture of the country, you sort of feel that you can fit in. Some countries are, are much more welcoming of people who come from different cultures than other countries. And so there's that aspect to consider when choosing the country you go to. Then again, looking beyond um, the purely academic or the country itself, work opportunities. Maybe you need to earn some money to uh, finance your studies as you go through the three or four years of your bachelor program. Perhaps you want to stay in that country after you graduate. Does the country allow you to do this? Obviously, right. some, some countries uh, welcome students to stay on uh, in, in, in their country. And so there's quite a lot to be said about selecting the right country. And then okay. moving on a bit, sort of infrastructure. Some countries are extremely well set up with public transport systems in the cities, excellent healthcare facilities. Um, a major international airport close to the city where the university is located. All of these things play a role in, in your decision to go to a particular country. And you should refer to that uh, in some way, in some form, to make the motivation letter feel uh, specific and tailored. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. I, I think that um, it, it, it's imperative on you, of course, after you've decided which country to go to, to make sure that, that you present your feelings about that country in a very positive light. And clearly, if you are going to go there or hope to go there, um, you will have a, a positive image of that country. And this is what right. you can really project in your motivation letter. Okay, and a fourth on your list was you, the student. Tell uh, me about yes. that. Well, you, you have to basically sell yourself, persuade the admissions tutor to take you um you you need to write a little bit about yourself a lot of universities um are very eager to diversify their student body to bring in students from outside the home country because they right. recognize that their own citizens who of course will be the overwhelming majority benefit by having contact with people coming in with new cultures and new ideas and so you need to really talk about what you are, your culture, the languages that you speak, and how international you are, and therefore what you can offer to the university in this respect. Right. And, you know, there are four points there. Um, when structuring the, um, uh, the letter, um, should it be 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, or is there a more emphasis uh, uh, towards the you part? No, that's a very good question. Um, there are no hard and fast rules about okay. this. Um, you, you basically have to say what you have to say. It may be slanted heavily in favor of one of these four, but that doesn't matter. Um, okay. And then the, the most important thing is it's actually focused and relevant what you write. Right. Indeed. Let's talk about that. Um, what should a student focus in on when they're writing 
uh, for this uh, motivation letter? Um, they need to focus in on, on the four things that, that we've just been discussing. Obviously, the content, content of the course. Right. And, and as I said, uh, the student needs to project themselves because the, the admissions tutors will have read things like your high school grades, your transcript, all of the, all of the data, but they just want to have a little feeling about you, the person, and your motivation okay. to go to their university. So and drilling you, down you, a little bit more, you know, mm. opportunities to take electives. You were saying that you demonstrate uh, uh, that you're you really understand the course. Could you, you know, maybe focusing in on those kind of things is important as well. Yes, because you can go and take a, a, a fairly predictable sort of major in a particular subject, but it benefits you far more if the university offers you. Um, a wider range of electives um, right. because when, when you come out at the other end after three years or four years you will have received a broader education and that's beneficial to you at an academic level it's also good for when you eventually go out into the world of work you'll be a a, a broader wider educated person and, and how should you address that, that in the motivation letter Jeremy though well wh when you're talking about um, I would suggest you go back to where we talked about um, actually drilling into the course content. Right. Talking about one or two units that you want to explore in more depth. You can also tack on, and I was also very attracted by the opportunity to study, and then you can mention one of the electives. Okay. And and teaching style has a has a role here to play as well, does it not? Yes, it does. Um, some, some people really want to go to a university that has problem-based learning. Um, others would prefer to go for a more traditional lecture-based learning. And it's right. useful if you flag this up because then the admissions tutor realizes that you actually know what you're getting yourself into. So is there anything else that you should include in your motivation letter? Yes, when you're talking about yourself, which is an important part of the motivation letter, you need to talk about the transferable skills that you possess. Um, okay. They're highly valued by universities. Um, and what are transferable skills, Jeremy? Well, there are a lot of different things that come under the title of transferable skills, but perhaps you are a confident presenter. Perhaps you have strong analytical skills or strong mathematical skills. Maybe you're a strong team player. Um, there are many, many things that you could talk about. Um, but I would suggest that if you have done some activity in school, you need to think about what transferable skills you've actually acquired or honed as a result. If we take an example, a lot of students do model United Nations. Now, if you've been involved in something like that, you will have uh, improved your presentational skills become more confident in public speaking, teamwork skills, and organizational skills, all of those things you have been using if you've done an activity like Model United Nations. Right. If, you, if you're on something like a sports team, um, clearly you are going to have to be reliable, punctual for training. Um, you're going to have to uh, obviously play as a team. So almost everything you do in school has some connection with transferable skills. It doesn't only have to be in the classroom. 
Right, so that's these, an important message, isn't it? It is, yeah. And and these are the things that you need to talk about. Hence the title transferable skills, because what you learn during an activity can be transferred into the academic setting in a lecture room or a tutorial, and of course later on into the world of work. And this is, is why there anything so else important. that students should, should include? Transferable skills being one. Yeah. Um, wider reading. Ah. The, the people who are reading your motivational letter are academics, and they love it when people actually read widely, particularly if you're still in school and you read beyond the requirements of your syllabus. So they want to right. hear about this and what you've read. And how would you plug that into a motivation letter? You know, would you say, how would you do that? That's a very good question. I think if we go back again to, to where you're talking about the particular unit or units in the degree program that interest you, you could say, I've already done some wider reading around this topic, or I read Professor So-and-so's book. Ah. Um, and then that sort of links the whole thing together. That's, that's a great tip. Okay, so now we've established what needs to be included in the motivation letter. How should a student go about writing it? Um, first of all, you need to look at the guidelines on the university's website. Um, very often, they will give you a rough idea of what they're looking for. Um, they, they don't try and nail you down to a particular formula or, or restrict you although there may be a word limit or a recommended word limit. Right. If there's a recommended word limit, don't go too far over the word limit. Um, yeah. So those are the things you have to start with. Okay. And then in terms of actually writing it, I mean, so far we've sort of talked about the content and, and who you're writing for, but now you actually have to get down and write it. Um, you, you're, probably familiar with writing essays for English class, you know, you brainstorm ideas, you try and make some sort of a structure with an introduction and a series of paragraphs with transitions and a strong conclusion. Well, your motivation letter follows this pattern as well. Um, but it's also a good idea to go and talk to your college counsellor because he right. or she will have helped students in the past uh, put together a motivation letter and they can certainly provide you with some tips on this. And let's talk um, timing quickly. Uh, when would be a good moment to start thinking about putting these uh, uh, motivation letters together? Um, you're going to laugh, Neil, but it's the usual answer. <laughs> the, uh, start early. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Start early. I always say this. It's the answer to every question. Start early. Um, but I, I would suggest that you do this over the summer vacation between right. grade 11 and grade 12. Okay. And, you know, you've talked about the kind of things that, that need to be in it, um, but what about making a good impression? How do, you, how do you sort of polish it up? How do you make it something that stands out to that uh, person who's reading uh, your audience? I, I think it's very important that if you write something, it's to get another set of eyes on it. Ask someone to read through it and give you some feedback. Um, because right. you, pro you probably know yourself that if you've written something and then you proofread it straight away afterwards, you'll probably miss half the typos, errors, and bits and pieces that could have been better written. So go and ask your college counselor for some feedback and then incorporate those ideas. Um, okay. So this, this is it's really an essential um, part.
part of the process for you. And then the other one is that you can make a good impression? Uh, yes, don't waffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> uh, definitely don't waffle um, because these are busy people at the university and they don't really appreciate having you waffling on and saying the same thing over and over again in three or four different ways. Um, the word limit, we, we just talked briefly about that. Um, as I say, don't go too far over the word limit because these are busy people and they, they don't want to read a 1500 word essay or motivation letter when they've asked you to write 500. They're simply not, going to, they're simply not going to do it. They will just stop and that doesn't serve your purpose very well. Um, so correct spelling and punctuation, well, that's yeah. obviously a, a given. Um, and if it's not there, um, then it is a problem. It shows perhaps that your level of English isn't what they're looking for at the university or worse still, that you're just careless. And that Indeed. is really a, a big black mark against you. And finally, be, be positive, be enthusiastic because you are applying for this wonderful course at this great university and you really want to go there. So stay on the positive, stay on the enthusiastic. Indeed, there's nothing worse than receiving a, you know, a letter or an application or whatever it is and, and um, you know, not having the feeling that people really, really, really want to do it. You know, if you don't start off like that, then, then um, you know, the chances of being successful are, are very limited, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, because don't forget, this is going to be competitive. Uh, most universities have more applications than they do places. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast. <laughs>